Good morning, good day, or good evening. My name is Eli Rowe, and this is the Middle-Aged Witch Podcast. Hello, everyone. We're just going to get right into it because this is going to be a bit of a long one. So I've been trying for a long time to figure out how to delve into astrology or Um, Well, at least I've wanted to delve into birth charts here on the podcast, and I think I have finally figured out how I can do it because it's just such a great tool for learning about ourselves, and it can help us to recognize patterns in our own behaviors and to start to deconstruct some of the more destructive or I don't want to use the term undesirable, but just those aspects of our personalities that don't serve our best interests or our higher callings. But there's so much to cover and so much to learn and it just isn't going to happen in one episode. But I also don't want to do, you know, back to back wall to wall astrology episodes because that can become really tedious and potentially boring. So the way that I'm going to approach it is by starting with our sun signs and then take a break from it next week and talk about Ostara, the spring equinox, and then we'll come back to birth charts to cover moon signs. And then the following week, it'll be dream magic. And then after that, we'll be back on birth charts for rising signs or ascendance and so on. So basically, we're going to break the birth chart stuff up with regular episodes interspersed. So anyway, the reason that we're going to start with sun signs is because I think probably all of us know what our sun signs are. So we don't need to already have our birth chart to refer to for today. So in case you don't already know your birth chart back to front, we're going to go deep into sun sign meanings and qualities today. And then Um, You can go on cafeastrology.com or any other site of your preference and just print out a free birth chart so that you'll be ready for the rest of the info um, in the coming weeks. And it doesn't have to be Cafe Astrology. I just happen to know that that one is free. Um, The site is kind of clunky and it is covered in ads, but, you know, it does the job. So you just go in and enter your birth date and your birthplace And you're going to enter your birth time as accurately as you can to when you were actually born. So if you don't know your birth uh, birth time, your birth certificate does have that information on it. And if you don't have your birth certificate or if you don't want to go dig it out of storage, just use your best guess. Um, So you're just going to put that information in and it will create your birth chart for you. And it'll calculate where all the planets were at the time of your birth. And then you can save it um, or just print it out. And then we're going to use it to learn all about why the hell we do the things that we do. So our sun sign. Just to give a super brief explanation, this literally just describes where the sun was placed in the zodiac at the time of birth. And just so that we are clear... There are a lot of factors that go into creating our personalities, and the sun placement is only a part of that. When I think of sun signs, I think of the sun sign as the blueprint for a house. You know, you can look at a blueprint and you can see where the bedrooms are laid out and how many bathrooms there are and what the square footage is, but it doesn't show you how the home is decorated or whether it's messy or neat. It doesn't tell you what neighborhood it's in or, you know, whether the roof needs to be repaired. 
The sun is only part of the equation when it comes to building the house that is us, but it is a pretty significant part and it plays an enormous part in how others see us. There are certain qualities to each sign before we even get into the individual signs themselves that we need to touch on a little bit too. So first, the signs are divided into two groups. There are six so-called masculine signs and six so-called feminine signs. Now the masculine and feminine designations, these were made like 2000 years ago. And we're of course a little more progressive in the way that we define these attributes. But for the purposes of our discussion, we're just going to use the terms masculine and feminine. This does not mean that masculine signs are strong and stoic and that the feminine signs are weak and emotional because let us not forget that the fire signs are masculine and fire signs are emotional as hell. So just don't try not to get too bogged down in that. We're just using it as a means of simplifying those attributes. So the masculine signs are Leo, Libra, Gemini, Aquarius, Aries, and Sagittarius. These signs tend to be more active, more spontaneous, and more ambitious in a direct kind of way. The feminine signs are the water and the earth signs. These are Pisces, Scorpio, Capricorn, Taurus, Cancer, and Virgo. And the feminine signs are more magnetic in the way that they pursue their ambitions. They're really good at creating opportunities for themselves and figuring out how to divert the flow of resources towards their own ends rather than taking the sort of head-on battering ram approach that the fire and the air signs tend to prefer. We also divide the signs into three categories called fixed, mutable, and cardinal. The fixed signs are Leo, Taurus, Scorpio, and Aquarius. And these are the signs that fall in like the dead middle of each season. So you can think of them as the quintessential signs. Leos are the quintessential fire sign. Taurus is the earth sign. Scorpio is, you know, the ultimate water sign. And Aquarius is the absolute very definition of an air sign. And these fixed signs tend to be relatively rigid. They oppose major change if they don't feel like it's going to serve any greater purpose. And they can seem just really stubborn, but, you know, we like to think of them as confidently set in their ways. And then the mutable signs are Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. And these signs are much more adaptable. It's a lot easier for them to cope with the unexpected than it is for the fixed signs. And this doesn't mean that they're not true to their natures. It just means that they are more naturally able to flow with the changes in the way that serves them. They can switch gears really quickly. And then finally, we have the cardinal signs, which are Libra, Capricorn, Cancer, and Aries. And these are the signs that start the beginning of the seasons. These signs are the initiators. These are the go-getters, and they tend to possess strong leadership abilities within their corresponding masculine or feminine traits, as well as their elemental qualities. And this brings us to the final division of the signs, the four elements. So we have, you know, the two divisions, masculine, feminine, the three divisions, mutable, fixed, and cardinal, and then the four divisions, which are the elements. And these are pretty straightforward. The fire signs are Leo, Sagittarius, and Aries. 
the water signs are Pisces, Scorpio, and Cancer, and the earth signs are Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo. And then the air signs, last but not least, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And of course, the fire signs are fiery. They're high energy. They can be impulsive. But again, only in a way that aligns with their true natures. The fire signs also tend to be competitive and usually very passionate. Water signs are mysterious and intuitive. They're also more cautious in general than some of the other signs tend to be. Water signs have the reputation for being emotional, but that comes from a tendency to be very compassionate and sensitive. But that's at their best, you know, at their worst, water signs are pretty dramatic. These are very deep people and they love very deeply. The earth signs are said to be very grounded. They're very practical and they're very loyal. They can also be preoccupied with accumulating wealth and material luxuries. These are people who want to treat themselves. You know, these are like the wine and cheese types. But on the other hand, they are also very nurturing. So if you are important to an earth sign, they're going to make sure that you're well cared for too. And then we have air signs. Air signs are very communicative. Um, they are intelligent. They're analytical. And usually they're very funny. Air signs have a great sense of humor. An air sign typically has a pretty easy time making friends. Um, they can be comfortable in different social situations, or at least they're good at faking it. And this brings us to the less positive traits of an air sign, which is that they can be difficult to read. And those are the different dualities, triplicities, and quadruplicities um, of the zodiac signs. And no two signs possess the same combination. Taurus, for example, is a feminine fixed earth sign, and no other sign has those exact qualities. And then finally, we can talk about the polarities. Each sign has a polar opposite, which is the sign that sits on the direct opposite side of the zodiac. <clears throat> so the polarities are Taurus and Scorpio. Taurus being the sign of personal possessions and Scorpio being the sign of shared possessions. Uh, Cancer and Capricorn are opposites. Cancer is the sign of private life and Capricorn is the sign of public persona. Virgo and Pisces. Virgo is the sign of self-improvement and Pisces is the sign of dreams and also sort of living in a dreamland. Leo and Aquarius. Leo being the sign of personal pleasure and Aquarius um, being the sign of ideals and idealism. Gemini and Sagittarius. Uh, Gemini is the sign of self-expression and Sagittarius is the sign of philosophy and sort of higher thinking. And then finally, Aries and Libra, where Aries is the sign of the self and Libra is the sign of partnerships. And before we start going through the signs individually, I want to state up front that every couple years, somebody rediscovers the so-called forgotten 13th sign of the zodiac, Ophiuchus, and they freak out because it throws off everybody's birth chart. It's everything's entirely out of whack. Now you're not even sure what sign you are, blah, blah, blah. Ophiuchus is a constellation. It's not a zodiac sign. It's a really cool constellation, but again, not a zodiac sign. So I don't play that and we're not going to be talking about that today. And now let's talk about Aries. Aries is a masculine fire cardinal sign and they're represented by the ram. This sign begins at March 21st and ends at April 19th. 
Um, as rams, they are very sexual and they will literally try to climb to the very highest heights. At their best, Aries are very courageous, but at their worst, Aries are kind of selfish and impatient. Aries are activists. They're assertive. They're optimistic. They have this can-do attitude. When an Aries gets an idea, they just can't wait to put it into action because it just doesn't even occur to them that it might not work out. And that's why when they try things that actually don't work out, they kind of tend to just skip on to the next thing. And so they can have a reputation for sort of not finishing what they've started. But a lot of the time, things just work out for Aries. And again, when we talk about sun sign, this is just how others perceive you. So Aries may have insecurities hiding under this facade of enthusiasm and self-confidence, but others aren't really going to see it. Aries do get depressed and moody, but typically those moods don't last long. You know, Aries can have a tendency to sort of take things personally. Um, and because they speak very impulsively, sometimes they say things tactlessly that might hurt other people's feelings, but this is unintentional. Um, they, they never hurt anyone intentionally. I mean, usually sometimes they probably do. Um, but Aries are also very independent. They don't take orders very well. Um, they do tend to be pretty lucky with money, which is kind of a good thing because they also like to spend it. Um, and Aries are good friends. They're, they're givers, but they don't like to be taken advantage of, and they will burn a bridge real damn quick if they feel like that's what's happening. And that is the essence sort of, of Aries. And it also underlines what it's like to deal intimately with an Aries. You're often left wondering how the hell you're going to keep up. (laughs) Um, all right. And next on the roster is Taurus, uh, which is represented by the bull and the Taurus season runs from April 20th to May 20th. And Taurus is a feminine fixed earth sign. Taurus is the sign of property and money. Um, especially as an earth sign. Taurus likes to keep their hands on what is theirs. And this can become an issue in romantic relationships because Taurus can be very possessive, but they're also gentle and they're stable, they're practical, and they're very affectionate. Taurus does tend to be patient, but as a fixed sign, they can also be very unyielding to change. They can be very stubborn. And Taurus doesn't have a short temper, but once they've been pushed and pushed and pushed to the edge, just look out. Taurus doesn't go looking to challenge people, but do not challenge a Taurus unless you're sure that you're right, because that bull will charge. As an earth sign, Taurus has expensive, elegant tastes, and they like luxury items. And while they don't tend to to spend money thoughtlessly, they will drop some cash if they believe that the item is of value and it's going to last. And this has to do with being ruled by Venus, the goddess of love and beauty. Um, But be aware that if your love language is gifts, Taurus may not be the most compatible match for you. Taurus is sensuous and sentimental and, you know, they they seem very calm on the surface, but those still waters run very deep. They can seem shy and reserved, but there is a romantic inside that will come to the surface for the one they love. Living with a Taurus can be a challenge for less compatible signs because Taurus, you know, when they're having a bad week and they're really going through it, they can become kind of 
turned off, just quiet. You know, they become secretive. They get suspicious. They might fall back into the silent treatment. But on the other hand, they're really dependable. They're really reliable. They're sensitive. And under that hard surface exterior, they really can be emotional. Gemini is next. Uh, Gemini is represented by the twins. Uh, Gemini season is May 21st to June 20th. Gemini is a masculine, mutable air sign. Gemini is energetic. Um, as a mutable sign, they're also very versatile in different social settings and situations. And they're intellectuals. Gemini are always thinking, thinking, thinking. They are very clever with words and they're just quick thinkers in general. They're really good at handling other people. Um, and though I hesitate to use the word manipulative because that isn't really where they're coming from. Geminis are just really smooth talkers and it's not even an effort. They almost don't realize that they're doing it. Um, duality, that is, that's the word of the day when we're talking about Gemini. They kind of want to try to do and be everything. They tend to leave a lot of unfinished business because of that. Gemini as an air sign places a lot of value on communication. They have to talk about everything, but they're not mindlessly, you know, droning on. They're kind of thinking out loud and they are really good at persuasion, especially through conversation. Gemini's mind is just so quick and they're really good at justifying anything they do, you know, any position that they hold. Um, they're just, it's that duality, you know? Uh, and Gemini loves trivia, so they're the type that knows a little bit about everything, and this makes them fascinating conversationalists. Gemini is usually a gifted writer and a speaker. People love talking to Gemini. Gemini is charming. And then the dark side of that is that no one can infuriate others quite as quickly and thoroughly as a Gemini. They know how to push buttons, and if they're bored or they're looking for a little drama, they might just stir the pot for the hell of it. They'll just say the one thing that's going to trigger a whole big shit show. But for the most part, they're not trying to hurt anybody. They're just trying to keep things interesting. Gemini is a lot of fun to be around if you have the energy. And I feel like I have to keep reiterating that these are just the core traits of every sign. This doesn't take into account the other planet's influence in our personalities and our makeup. It doesn't take into account how we were raised or our life experiences. It doesn't even take into account whether we were born on the cusp of a different sign and how that can factor into your personality. These descriptions are basically what every sun sign would be in a vacuum. So with that said, moving on to Cancer. Cancer is a feminine cardinal water sign. Um, cancer season begins June 20th and ends July 22nd. Cancer is represented by the crab. Cancer is ruled by the moon, and we call them the moon children, and is thus incredibly intuitive and also a bit emotional. But it isn't all emotion with Cancer. They are really shrewd as well. Cancer has very sharp powers of judgment. Cancer is the sign of home and family, and they tend to be happiest, therefore, at home and with their family. And this can be either their natural-born family or their found family. Cancer is loyal. So with all of those positive traits, why does it seem like cancer is so hard to read sometimes? Well, 
Cancer, as we said, is ruled by the moon and all of that waxing and waning constantly pulls their moods in different directions, which can be really frustrating for people who have to deal with them. But it's also why when Cancer finds a good match in friendship or in love, they develop this almost like undying allegiance to that person, which is why for all of their intuition and their excellent judgment, they can have a bit of a blind spot when it comes to seeing the faults in the people that they love. And this isn't necessarily a bad thing unless those faults are really serious. Now, Cancer has this exterior hard shell, but they're really very gentle and vulnerable beneath that surface. Cancer has a heart of gold, and if you can manage to get past that surface moodiness, you'll be well rewarded. Cancer also has a tendency to be very nostalgic, and they can kind of live in the past, but they're also really good at seeing which way the wind is blowing, so to speak. And again, that comes from their almost psychic level of intuition. Um, And they can spot a lie from a mile away. They don't even know why they know things. They just do. Um, In finances, cancer holds on tight to their money because they are really preoccupied with feeling secure in material ways as well as emotional ways. And next up is Leo, starting at July 23rd, going through August 22nd. Leo is a fixed masculine fire sign. And let me tell you what it's like living with three Leos. Not easy, (laughs) but individually, Leos are a lot of fun and I love them. Leos are represented by the lion. They're enthusiastic. They're generous. They're extravagant. And they can also be really goddamn bossy and stubborn. Leos are brave and they can be domineering, if that's the word. Um, Although that isn't because they want to be perceived that way. They're just so confident in their opinions and their way of doing things that it doesn't occur to them that they're kind of steamrolling over the people around them. And this is why Leos can easily provoke people to absolute madness. I've seen it said that all Leos possess a kingdom and it could be large or small. You know, it might be their home life or their workplace or their friend group. They have to be the leader in some aspect of their lives because they just have to be. Leos are attention seekers, even if they don't know it. And even if they would be horrified to hear that, it's true. They're also talkers. They love to tell stories and just regale people. They're really good hosts in that way. You know, they want people to feel comfortable around them. And because Leo is ruled by the sun, they just really radiate warmth. You know, Leo is kind and helpful and a really good friend. And I have to say, Leo is a damn hard worker. They are very opinionated and they're quick to get into what other people people would call confrontations, but which Leos just see as expressing their opinions. Um, And Leos don't take these confrontations personally, even though other people often do. Leo just loves to hear the sound of their own voice, and they're just so sure of their opinion. Leo can be overbearing, and they're really good at telling other people how to live their lives, but they're also just a lot of fun, and they truly and sincerely mean no harm to anybody. In the end, Leos are just very hard to dislike. And then following Leo is Virgo. From August 23rd to September 22nd, Virgo is represented by the Virgin and is a feminine, mutable earth sign. Virgo is very analytical and reserved 
and they tend to be modest in their approach to things. They're very painstaking. Virgo is always called the perfectionist, but they can also be high strung and in that way they can come off as kind of unemotional, but this is just a facade. On the inside, Virgo is intense and they can drive themselves crazy by constantly being up and going and improving. Virgo is ruled by Mercury and so is Gemini, incidentally, in case I forgot to mention that. And Mercury drives Virgo to constantly be accomplishing and perfecting. Virgo is very intelligent. They are forever, you know, accumulating facts and figures and information, and they just won't make a decision until they have exhausted every avenue. They just are always planning. Um, Virgo, <laughs> Virgo has a tendency to overcomplicate things for this very reason. Virgo is undefeated at making a mountain out of a molehill, but Virgo is also great at staying within a budget. You know, they're a very dependable partner. They can be a little hypercritical at times, but it comes from a place of worrying. Virgo is always worried about something and they are very worried about their loved ones. The qualities that make Virgo seem difficult are actually what makes them kind of a good partner. You know, they aren't prone to getting overly emotional or making a scene. They are really good at talking problems through. And they're very detail-oriented and they're really good organizers. Very conscientious. You know, Virgo isn't going to make some dumb, impulsive decision that ultimately ruins what they've built. That would be too illogical. And Virgo is just having none of that. And then we have Libra. From September 23rd to October 22nd, Libra is represented by the scales and is a masculine cardinal air sign. Libra is a charmer. They have a lot in common with with, uh, Leo and Gemini in that way. Uh, They tend to make friends very easily and they can kind of draw people in. They're just easy to like. Libra is ruled by Venus. This is the sign of marriage and partnerships. And so Leah is Libra is always looking to find balance in that way. And the one thing that will piss off a Libra like no other is a sense of injustice. Libras are great listeners and they are keenly able to understand other people's points of view. This is why it always seems impossible for a Libra to make a firm decision or to express a really rigid opinion. It just isn't in their nature. Libra, you know, because they recognize a million shades of gray, having to come down strongly on one side or another of an issue, it just isn't that simple for them. And this is why Libra is always the peacemaker. You know, they use those qualities to help smooth over disputes among people and help them see each other's points of view and sort of reestablish balance and harmony. All that said, however, Libra is by nature pretty self-centered and they can use their charm and their easygoing diplomacy to sort of steer circumstances in their own favor. And for Libra, this isn't even due to an overt effort to manipulate people. Libra doesn't even realize they're doing it and most of the time, no one else realizes what Libra's doing either. Um, uh, Libra spends too much money too because they love stuff. This comes from Venus. We love art and beautiful things. And I said we, yes, I'm a Libra. (laughs) But we are idealistic, we're affectionate, and we're likable. In general, 
Okay, Scorpio is next in line, running from October 23rd to November 21st. Scorpio is a fixed feminine water sign and is represented by none other than a scorpion. Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, the god of the underworld and of death. Scorpio is the sign of extremes. You know, depending on what mood they're in or what day you get them on, they can either be overbearing or they can be vulnerable. You know, they might be clingy one day or distant the next day. They can be passionate or cold and it just can really turn on a dime. So oftentimes um, a relationship with Scorpio is full of drama and complications and they kind of do it to themselves. Scorpio can be incredibly jealous and possessive. They do not want to hear that their partner has even looked at someone else, let alone been unfaithful. And if that happens, well, I mean, it's 50-50. Either Scorpio is going to go nuclear or they're going to just go immediate and permanent no contact. But with all that said, Scorpios are super loyal. They love very deeply and they're kind and generous and they're idealists. They're principled and thoughtful and they will always repay kindness, but they will also never forgive a trespass. (laughs) I feel real sorry for anybody who betrays or wrongs a Scorpio. You are likely to experience like biblical retribution. Because Scorpios are not interested in justice, they want vengeance. Scorpio is just so intense. But again, if you treat them right, they're the best friend anybody ever had and probably the only friend who will help you set your cheating ex's car on fire. And now we're going to look at Sagittarius. Uh, Sagittarius is born between November 22nd and December 21st. Um, It's represented by the archer. Sagittarius is a masculine mutable fire sign. Uh, They're very energetic and ambitious and they're always up for a challenge. Sagittarius is the sign of philosophy and higher learning. Sag loves hearing new ideas and traveling to new places and they hate to be tied down. Um, And this can incite jealousy in their partners because a lot of the times it feels like Sag is afraid to settle down and is afraid of commitment. The main kind of key word for Sagittarius is optimism. They're ruled by Jupiter, which is the planet of luck. So Sag just can always seem to be in the right place at the right time. And, you know, when things go your way all the time in general, it's just not surprising that Sagittarius is usually pretty happy. They're pretty cheerful. Um, They're also really independent. They have the enthusiasm and passion of the fire sign combined with the restlessness of being a mutable sign. And because they're ruled by Jupiter, like, is it any wonder that they just don't want to be confined and pinned down? Sagittarius also symbolizes the search for wisdom. So you've basically got someone who's on this like higher mission and they're just willing to search high and low and to the far corners of the earth to find their truth. They are going to wander. And that's why romantically Sag can be difficult to have a long-term relationship with because, you know, a long, content, traditional family life is just not the move for Sagittarius. If you're going to be with them long term, you have to be ready to be on the go. On the other hand, Sagittarius is honest and even blunt, but never malicious. They're never underhanded or dishonest. With Sagittarius, the cards are always on the table. 
Um, Capricorn is next, and this is a feminine cardinal earth sign. Uh, runs from December 22nd to January 19th, and uh, it's represented by the goat. Capricorn is the sign of reputation and standing within the community and also in their career. It's really important to Capricorn that the world sees them in a certain light. And this can cause issues for them on a personal level because they can engender they can engender real resentment in their loved ones due to their cold pursuit of like public adoration. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, which is the planet of, you know, limitations, discipline, um, restrictions. And Capricorns are incredibly strong organizers. And this comes from their tendency to take a leadership position in almost any situation. Their personalities are just designed for leadership and power. They do not and they will not accept having to depend on other people to make sure that things get done properly. Capricorn is very conservative with money. Um, this is definitely due to being an earth sign, but also because they prize security. Capricorn, they can be difficult to love because they can seem outwardly very prideful and almost aloof. Um, and they kind of constantly test their loved one's loyalties in little ways. And it's, it's almost like they don't even know they're doing it. But as long as Capricorn can be in the driver's seat in a relationship, they are deeply loyal. And they will always protect the ones they love. And if you're comfortable just being along for the ride, Capricorn will see to it that you're well taken care of. <clears throat> uh, next, Aquarius comes in on January 20th to February 18th. This is a fixed masculine air sign and it's represented by the water bearer. Aquarius is assertive and analytical, and they have really strong opinions. This is the ultimate air sign. Aquarius is the sign of hopes and dreams, and Aquarians can be really idealistic, and they're more concerned with like large global issues than they are with their own personal relationships. But on the other hand, Aquarius makes an excellent friend. Um, and also Aquarius is the sign of the future and Aquarians therefore are often visionaries. Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, which is the planet of change. Yet as this fixed sign and as an air element, what you end up with, with that combination is somebody who tends to be progressive and liberal in their philosophies and their outlook. And they're not going to be persuaded to ever think differently. <laughs> Um, Aquarians are always doing things and thinking things in their own ways. Um, and because they're so friendly and likable, it can be really jarring the first time you bump up against an Aquarius's set ideal. You know, you think this person is like a go with the flow type until you hit the brick wall of some idea or some plan that they are totally inflexible about. And Aquarius, similar to Gemini, can be kind of argumentative sometimes just for the hell of it. And sometimes they'll take up the opposing view in a discussion just to be different, just to stir the pot. But on the whole, Aquarius is easygoing and they're very helpful. Um, they're always rooting for the underdog. You know, they want to help like mastermind a utopia for everyone to live happily ever after, even though they're not going to probably do a lot of work to create it. Um, and they're eccentric, you know, they're never boring. That's one thing an Aquarian would never allow.
and finally Pisces. Pisces runs from February 19th to March 20th, and they are represented by the fishes. Obviously, this is due to being a water sign. Pisces is feminine and mutable. Pisces is ruled by Neptune, which is the planet of illusion and glamour, mystery, deception. Um, Pisces is the sign of dreams and mysticism, and they're deeply intuitive. They are romantic and emotional and imaginative, um, and they're very changeable. It can really be hard to keep up with the shifts in their mood. Pisces represents the end of a cycle, you know, um, Aries is the beginning, Pisces is the end. Uh, it's the end of the cycle. It's rebirth, reincarnation. You know, Pisceans seem to have an old soul. Um, Pisces is uniquely able to put themselves in other people's place and to almost take upon themselves like the hardships and the pains of others. And this is why it can be really easy to take advantage of them if you're a ruthless piece of shit person. You know, it's just hard for Pisces to say no to somebody that they feel sorry for. Pisces is like the Captain Savaho of the Zodiac, and they tend to pick fixer-uppers for romantic partners. They're just so sensitive and kind-hearted, and they just want to save everybody. Pisces is loyal and generous, and they're always going to help a friend who's down on their luck. Um, and Pisces are soul readers. If they would just set aside their emotions and look deeply inside a person, they have the ability to understand others to an almost psychic degree. It would just be helpful if they could also turn that intuition inward because Pisces are also really good um, at self-delusion. They truly are dreamers. And that is the rundown on the sun signs. Again, not to beat a dead horse, but there are a lot of reasons why these descriptions may not necessarily line up with your own self-perception and a large part of that will have to do with your moon sign which we're going to address week after next there are just so many aspects that color who we are but as i said in a perfect world in a complete vacuum without any outside influence these descriptions are who we would be and certainly the sun sign description is a lot more like how others will see us versus how we see ourselves. Outside observers can only judge us by our words and actions. You know, they don't know our histories. They don't know the inner workings of our minds and our motivations. So I hope this has given you a little more insight into not only yourself, but those close to you. And please go ahead, get a hold of your birth chart and start investigating what you find there. I will post a link to cafeastrology.com in the show notes for anyone interested. And I will talk to you all again next week. We're going to talk about Ostara, the spring equinox. So have a wonderful day. And don't forget to set your clocks forward this Sunday if you live in a state that still recognizes god-awful daylight savings time. My name is Eli, and this has been the Middle-Aged Witch Podcast. content of this podcast is not a substitute for direct, personal, professional, mental, or medical health care and diagnosis. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only.